Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Have you lost weight only to gain it right back after returning to your routine? Did your diet work for someone else but not you? Rockin' That ID Life helps you understand your genetic makeup to find a lifestyle that fits your needs. Together, you and RockinThatIDLife.com can focus on your health and meet your goals today. That's RockinThatIDLife.com. Center Ice Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. If you haven't heard, Center Ice Brewery beer is now exclusively available at beer stores around town. So make sure you pick some up on your next milk and eggs run. That's Center Ice Brewery. Please drink responsibly. Get ready. To hear some noise tonight, you're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a Donnybrook. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Are we like Ogilcorp? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it no doubt about it eh you're listening to kurt bill and jeff on let's go blues radio the original st louis blues hockey fan podcast take it away boys hey blues fans i like to consider myself a friend of the show this is tsn analyst and former blues netminder jamie mcclennan and here's kurt bill and jeff on let's go blues radio welcome to season 10 episode 31 this is Episode 349, all-time of Let's Go Blues Radio, where the often-imitated, never-duplicated, break-us-off-a-piece-of-that-Kit-Kat-Bar, we're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Special thanks to rockin'thatidlife.com and centerizebrewery.com for proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them out. It is Wednesday, April 13th. We're broadcasting live on YouTube and Facebook. To interact with the show, we are on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Just do a search for us. You will find us. I'm Kurt Price. I'm my co-host, Four Times Big Show, or Bill Day, and Jeff Ponder. Uh, in tonight's big show, we will discuss the big win over the Boston Bruins, uh, the return of Troy Krug, the six-game win streak, our battle with Minnesota for second place in the Central Division. Uh, Tyson Nash says stupid things on the air, then doubles down, triples down on them, and uh, all that and more on this week's episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Guys, have you uh, have, have you dodged any tornadoes today with the weather? You know, we were supposed to get some real bad weather here in South County. We just had some, you know, some lightning, some thunder, enough to freak my dog out. And he had to lay by my side in the basement all night or all day. Um, But, uh, yeah, that's all we really got. We never got anything too scary. The alarms never went off. Uh, I think it went mostly south of us. How about you guys? Yeah, I just saw it went south. We didn't get too much in Troy. We got some rain, got some thunder. Um a lot of rain just all day nothing i don't think it was really heavy was it bill it was just kind of no the rain the, i mean the rain's been crazy i mean mine even even over the last four or five days my sump pump hasn't stopped when it was dry because we were so saturated from before um but yeah it, it was you know just thunder little I, I didn't even see any lightning but yeah i could hear rain it was one of those days of working from home window open i'm having to just you know 
mainline coffee to stay awake because it was just so relaxing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it was good though. Cause I think that's, so why, of... that's why. That's why I do cocaine every day. <laughs> really helps out. Yeah, you got some. You got some on your there. Little, oh. little resi- residue, right? A uh, number of St. Louis schools called off today um, for the weather and and prep for the weather. Uh, some crazy. people kept their kids home. Um, our, our school sent out a notification late last night uh, saying that, uh, you know, we keep an eye on the weather. You know, we may release early or hold the kids here uh, until the weather passes if it's right when they're supposed to get out. So, but that never happened. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what we got too. We got that notification last night that was like, "We may hold your kids because apparently the worst is coming." Like right when your kids are getting should, should be getting yeah. on the bus. So, right. uh, but yeah, I mean, none of that happened today for anyone in my area. Yeah, that's it's kind of interesting. Is it, you know, is that is that schools just you know going with the generalized you know weather plan damn the seasons or is it our school districts actually starting to prepare for you know the worsening weather of global warming uh i it's, it's the first time i remember i don't think i ever saw this in school where we were uh gonna talking about sending us home early due to uh you know, bad thunderstorms or, or tornadic activity. It was if it, if a t- tornado was going to come or bad weather was coming, it was hunkered down in the hallway, right? So. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Because that was always helpful. Yeah. I, <laughs> right. Yeah. Just, just. Yeah. Well, and I I think when I want to say when I was a kid, we would have nuclear drills still. And our, yeah. I think we had we get duck and cover right under the desk in the hall. Uh, put your head right. down under your under your, you know over your over your head. Uh, put your hands over your head. Right, um, just like when the lava is erupting from the volcano that mysteriously showed up next door. First season of South Park. Oh, uh, duck and cover. Oh duck God, that's right. Yes. Now I think uh, we had the same thing, but but at that point we were just calling them uh, earthquake drills because it's the same thing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. We, I think right. I think that's what that's what our the guys for ours was. I'm uh turning ESPN on here. Uh I did not check the schedule. Are you guys watching the game right now? Yeah, I've yes, got, it is uh four uh, one Colorado. Is, is that the I'm only watching. that's not the only game, right? I, I got that I don't know. There's that game. there's one more. There's one more. That game is done. Uh, yeah. Well isn't isn't there? Yeah, there's more games. There should be. There was one on one game on Monday, and there was about eighteen <laughs> last night on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. And yeah. now there's, there's yeah. Oh, this Montreal. Yeah, Montreal played earlier. Uh, lost. To this is the only Columbus. game. The only game right yeah. now. Yeah, this is the only. This is the only game. Okay. Yep. TNT wants that exclusivity. Yeah. yeah. Well, LA LA did just score, so it's you okay. know it, when we were first first you know getting in the green room, I was going to ask you guys over or under Colorado twelve goals tonight, but <laughs> they've slowed down a little. Well, I'll put mm-hmm. that game on. Fine. Uh, the uh, official beers of episode number three hundred and forty nine. That's three forty nine. Next week is three fifty. That's, that's a nice What's solid up? arbitrarily round number, right? Damn, now I yeah. gotta make another video. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, you can so you can, I'll lead us. Well, you, fo- oh, you can follow each of us on the. Un- let me do the spiel. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. I, I did stop. I just. You can follow each of us on the Untapped app. Uh, my handle is at cprice12. Jeff's is jponder94. Bills is Billy Bono 33 Jeff, go ahead, sir. 
Well, tonight, friends, I am drinking something that uh, I enjoyed a few of uh, when we hung out on Friday. Citywide by our friends at Four Hands Brewery. It's a good American pale ale. Apparently, it pairs well with toasted ravioli and pork steak. I'm thinking that's kind of a St. Louis <laughs> reference joke, but yes. it's probably true. Uh. I, you know what I had there that I love the first time I had it, and I think it's fairly new. The Vigilante, uh, lager. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that was good. Good. The Mexican style what was that, lager. What, what was that thing you and I had, Bill? That was like eighteen percent. Oh, I had, oh, one, of those. The, I had one of those. Yeah, it was the uh, the mixture of the two twenty two twenty two and the strange stout. It was yeah, Oof. donuts meets coffee. Yeah, it was. It was so it was good. Great. Oh, it that's a hook. I, yeah, that that was I, it was good. I literally sipped on that for over an entire period. It was like it took me a good 45 minutes to get through one of those cuz it was it was powerful. I was expecting yeah. a lot of coffee flavor, but it didn't have a lot. It was no, it's no, actually it quite pleasant. I'm not a mm. I don't I'm not really big on the heavy coffee uh uh, flavored beers, but uh, and with coffee being in the name of it or it was mixed with the coffee. I was like, oh. I figured, oh, I was going to ask a coffee. But no, it wasn't bad at all for me. Uh, before we get to Bill's beer of the episode, Winning Unlimited uh, says that his beer of the show is the Schnickel Fritz Bots. Schnickel Fritz Bots. Mm. What's Bots? I don't know if I've had that. I don't know. I've had, I've had Schnickel oh, Fritz. I'm sorry. He's saying Schnickel Fritz Bots beer means of the beer show. of the show. <laughs> oh, God. That took me a lot. I was like. What the hell? There's a variant of Schnickel Fritz now? <laughs> okay, that makes there way is, more sense. There is a variant of Schnickel Fritz called Lil Fritz. Lil, L-I-L, Fritz. It's, I thought that is, was a rapper. It, it, it probably is. <laughs> it's a German rapper. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's... Yeah, I I picked some of that up last year. Um, it's it's a good a good lighter summer version of Schnickel Fritz. Okay, so uh, I'm uh, I'm not a Schnickel Fritz guy. Not 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 for me. <clears throat> Had it before. It's yeah. just not my thing. I like you it. That, I, I can't drink. Hate you. Hate <laughs> you. Yeah. Oh my god. I do I do I enjoy a Schnickel Fritz. Dog. Once or twice in a night, I can't go more than that. I if I yeah. got drunk off it, I'd be sick the next day. <laughs> the, the max for you is two schnickel fritz in one night, so you got to yeah. switch it up. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. No, it's it is that that uh, that heavy Bavarian. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the, the 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 different hops and the different malts in it. Um, yeah. I I, you... I I enjoy you know I enjoy one every year on. Fritz's birthday in his honor, um, and yeah. Do you, apart from that, it, do you like the uh, Hofbrau House uh, beer? In the St. Louis Hofbrau House is actually in Belleville. Do you, I've do never you like been there. Got their beer? Yeah, the, I love their box. The go there and have box. Um, just quick story before I get to my beer. Um, but the a uh, couple years ago. Um, four years ago now i guess uh we went there as a family um my my grandmother lived at the uh shrine the the apartment complexes or the this i i guess at that point she was in the assisted living facility across the street from hofbrau house is our lady of the snows shrine and mm-hmm. they have uh you know 
living arrangements for uh, older folk. And my grandma was living there and we all got together and went there and we had an awesome time. It was perfect May night, like, you know, mid sixties, clear skies, great food, great beer. And, you know, my grandma is sitting there with a giant, you know, one of the giant mugs of beer and, um, you know, singing along to the oompa band that was on and, you know, just great, great, great night. And it turned out to be the last memory I had because hmm. a week and a half later, my grandma passed. Hmm. So that's like, that is, I, I will always have a special place in my heart for Hofbra House because of that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's hard to go wrong. Go there, get a nice piece of schnitzel, a couple of huge beers. I like the pretzels. The pretzels are good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I need to hit this place up. I've, I've, it's, you guys aren't the only ones I've heard who talk about this place. So. Their, their beer, they don't have a good beer selection. There's what, half right. a dozen, seven beers maybe? Something like that. Right. But it's all, they make all, all. they don't have other right. brewery beers there. But, so. and they, you know, it's all German. You get it, right. You get it in either a 16 or a 32 ounce mug. So, mm-hmm. and if you get the 16, you're doing it wrong. And it's a, it's literally a, a beer hall. It's just a mm-hmm. big open nice. room with big long tables and sounds like the Valhalla. <laughs> it's it's yeah. worth it's worth going to check it out. Yeah, it's it's the yeah. the place is impressive on the outside too. So I should add For before sure. we get to Bill, I am also rocking that ID life tonight. So um, yeah, I had a very very long day. Yeah, I had a very long day, and I thought you know I'm gonna get some energy going here, and that way I can make sure to still be awake by the end of the show. All right. Uh, Bill, my beer, my beer tonight is uh, wrong way every time, every time, every time. Madagascar, nice Madagascar triple chocolate from our friends at Four Hands. You know, I was inspired by being there, and (laughs) I had this in the beer fridge. I'm like, I'm gonna drink it. It's great, great in theory, but Mm -hmm. this one's flat. So I'm flat, a little disappointed. Literally flat or? Literally flat. Oh, okay. So yeah, I'm a little disappointed, but hmm. still tons of chocolate in this bad boy. I was going to say that I, I'm a big fan of the chocolatey beers. And a lot of times you get a chocolatey beer and it's like, oh, it's not quite chocolate enough. Um, well, but no, the, the chocolate comes through the flatness. So it's, it's <laughs> okay, a, lot, okay. a lot of chocolate. Right. But yeah, I'll uh, I'll try to find another one and hopefully not not have this whole flatness thing going on. Uh, my beer is a beer I had that, uh, probably three or four weeks ago, something like that. The Sam Adams Cold Snap White Ale. See, I don't have a problem with turning it. It's that glare. It's on mine. Yeah, yeah I deal with the glare too. But no, I, that's a good beer. Love that beer. Yeah, that's that's. I think I said this last time you had it. That's one of the few beers of Sam Adams where I'll see it on tap and I'll get that over pretty much anything else on tap when I see it. Uh, cause it's, it, it's a, it's a solid beer. Yeah. I think we had this exact same conversation cause I, then I followed it up with saying, Oh, I like their, uh, their summer ale or their Oktoberfest. So. And I believe I said, I like those too. <laughs> I just don't get them on tap over everything else. Like I do cold snap. I like the three, one, two is my new go-to, uh, oh. uh lemon, a uh, summer beer. Have you seen their shandy pack? I've, I've had the lemonade shandy. I haven't had the others. Yeah. So they have two. They have the regular lemonade, and then they have a grapefruit lemonade, and I forget, maybe a cherry lemonade mm-hmm. uh, shandy that I saw, um, I think, 
Hmm. Was a probably it's a total wine. Fair I that up. Yeah. It. Uh, they, I was after uh, Amy and I played in a pickleball uh, tournament. Well, yeah, tournament. And this was a couple. This was what two weekends ago. And uh, afterwards, there was a social event at the uh, the uh, KFC K of C uh, Hall. Yeah. <laughs> Knights of Columbus. <laughs> you went to the KFC. <laughs> went to the KFC. Yeah, because the Popeyes was closed. Uh, yeah. But and, and so we go in there, and they had a few beers on tap, and one was three one two. I'm like, oh, we got three one two on tap. And okay, great. And it being a Knights of Columbus, it was like two fifty or two seventy five for a. A, a 16 ounce or whatever it was and i'm like wow. oh sweet or 12 ounce still but it was uh so i had probably three or four of those so that was that was a good time because usually you get a 312 on draft it's like you go to a bar any any decent bar in town it's like six bucks right so uh at least but so that was pretty cool yeah. i had to take advantage of the uh the foreign where the kfc vfw uh the older folk crowd uh, that can't afford to be spending six bucks on uh, the, the, the limited income people took advantage of their cheap beer. Very nice. Uh, today in Blues History, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, April 13th, 2016. St. Louis Blues defeated the Chicago Blackhawks one to nothing. Uh, Davis, David Baxter recorded his first overtime playoff goal. And Brian Elliott recorded his first playoff shutout. This was the series uh, that uh, the uh, broke the Blackhawks. They was not... this the game that was this the goal that went off a skate? Like Baggins just passed it in front. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, I think. It, yeah, I think it went off a defenseman skate. I believe. I think it went off Seabrook. Seabrook. But I could yeah. be wrong. But yeah, the the, the, the the in this series the. Uh, the Blackhawks have not won a single playoff game since game six of that series, which was April 23rd, 2016. They were in the playoffs. I think the following year got swept by uh, Nashville. So, well, they went, they went in 20 and won a game. Did they? Yeah, they, well, they won the, the playoff. Oh, that didn't round. count. That didn't count. Not yeah, count but the then I'm pretty sure they won one game in the first round too. I'm not counting the bubble. Okay. <laughs> blues, blues fans don't like not, to. Not counting the bubble. Not counting the bubble. <clears throat> yeah, That's right. Yeah, so you're right. I do. Uh, I do remember that. I do remember that. Uh, that caveat. Uh, they didn't count. Come on. Let's be honest. They shouldn't have been. In. Kings are trying to make a game of this. Four two. Let's see. So they they yeah they lost to Vegas four one in the first round of that series. Okay. Yeah. Then. All right, uh, April 13th, 1972. Phil Roberto scored a goal and added two assists to lead the Blues to a 4-2 win over the Minnesota North Stars in St. Louis uh, in St. Louis in game 6 of the Stanley Cup quarterfinals. It's interesting uh the this season being a longer, right? So it's like I, I you see these day in Blues histories and their uh playoff moments, right? Yep. Yeah. Weird. There was. I had, to, I had to do a double take. I was like, playoff. Why is it a play? Oh yeah, that's right. We're going along the season. Forgot. Keep forgetting. That. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw a uh, an NHL. You know, uh, this day in history, and tonight was the last, the last game of the Hartford Whalers. Friend, the Hartford Whalers before they moved to Carolina. So 
1997. 25 years ago. Wow. Hmm. Man, doesn't seem that long ago. Uh, we're going to talk about the uh, some Tarasenko rumors that have kind of cropped up as far as what he wants to be doing uh, and uh, how we were at four hands for the 41 versus Minnesota. Bill was at the Islanders game the following night and the big win over the Bruins. We'll talk about that and some more stuff after this word from ID Life. It's springtime, and I know in my house, it's such a good feeling to open up the windows and let the breeze roll in for new life in my home. Your body's no different. Detoxifying your body can reduce any inflammation, purify your blood, help with weight loss, improve sleep, and boost your circulation. Don't just go after those detoxifiers that only focus on the gut and bowel, though. If you're going to do it, do it for real. The all-new Detox Box from RockinThatIDLife.com cleans all your systems, flushing your kidneys and bowels, detoxifying your liver, and restoring your microbiome for full homeostasis. You'll feel re-energized, restored, and renewed. Make your order now and receive a free Detox water bottle with your order. Visit RockinThatIDLife.com or email Dustin at RockinThatIDLife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. That's RockinThatIDLife.com and give your body that much-needed spring cleaning today. Have you guys heard the, the, the rumor about Tarasenko and how his mind may have changed about where he wanted to go? I've been saying? seeing it, uh, and, and I know what you're about to to allude to that it's kind of been unconfirmed, right? right? I mean, I, I've just been seeing people talk about it and I'm like, okay, where is this information coming from? Well, they, Jamie Rivers talked about it today on 101.1 radio in St. Louis. And it was mentioned by Korak or somebody, not, not, not like it was official or anything, but, <clears throat> and, and then I heard other people talking like it was a done deal. Like he was staying like just, just fans, you know? And I was like, where is this coming from? And 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 uh, is it just like something that somebody murmured about? Like uh, he said, he knows somebody who knows somebody who knows uh, Tarasenko said he's decided he want he'd rather he wants to stay in St. Louis because Jamie Rivers talked about it uh, kind of at length. Uh, I don't know if it was on if it was on the uh, the last minute Blues podcast and I, I think no or whatever what I want one, but whoever the host was uh, with Jamie said, uh, oh uh, he did, like he hadn't heard this before. And he was like, "Oh, this is this is a big deal. This is you're breaking this, Jamie." And then he kind of Jamie Rivers kind of backtracked from a little bit about the uh, the uh, officialness of it. He said, "Well, he's not sure if he's just talking about this season or what." And I'm like, "Well, what the hell does that mean? Of course, well, he's gonna be here this I, season." <laughs> the trade deadline's coming, God, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I was gonna say they could they could trade him, which just means he wouldn't be able to play. Yeah, that would be that'd be silly. But trade me right fucking now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, the only thing that I've seen that I can think of is Doug Armstrong (laughs) at the trade deadline. Somebody asked him, uh, I think it might have been Rutherford asked, you know, did you try to move Vladdy? Did you try to move Tarasenko? And he said, oh, all those rumors and all that, that that all died away when the season started. Like that was the last official thing that Mm -hmm. I've heard. But that was that was Armstrong talking like once the season started. I stopped worrying about that is, is how I actually read what he was saying. Um, and I know Tarasenko, they asked him earlier in the season when he had a nice game and the Blues fans were chanting his name. I think it was in like November or December. 
Rutherford still asked him after the game, do you still want to be traded away? And he said, yes. Yeah. So I haven't heard anything since then from Tarasenko about the trade. Right. But, and that was a little while back where he said that That was a while ago. Yes. And, and I think, I think the reporters are probably a little hesitant to keep asking about it because at this point, he's not going to give you an answer. At I this mean, point, he's why, just why going to he? say, why I'm focused he? on playoffs. I'm yeah. here for what we're going to do this year, blah, blah, blah. Oh. He's not going to give you an answer now. All he has to say is, I want, I just, I want to stay in St. Louis. That's my goal. My, 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 yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't think he has to really commit to uh, whatever. I, he can, he could. I get why he wouldn't say anything, but I guess we'll find out more in the offseason as far as what his. I his still think plans we're going to see a possible move this offseason. If I think if he wants to stay, I think he stays. I don't think there's any question. We'll see. Because with one more year on his contract, I think the Rivers was saying he wants to stay in St. Louis. He wants to try and win a cup here, like another cup here. So, I mean, if that's the case, then I, he, he's, he's here next year, and maybe they talk extension. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought it was funny how how uh, some some fans were taking that info as a done deal, and uh, Rivers was talking on the radio like it was a, a done deal, and then he backed off of it a little bit. It was kind of funny. Yeah, I'm I'm not uh, until I hear it from the was it straight from the horse's mouth. I'm not going to speculate and say like, I, oh yeah, he's he's probably happy now. He's probably going to stay. The way that I'm going into next offseason, no matter how they do this this postseason, is I think he's still going to get moved because I think he still wants to be traded because we haven't heard otherwise directly from him. Rivers has been dead wrong about stuff before. <laughs> about yeah, rumors like they and had to trade him right away. Yeah, well, I, and yeah, I, but but not just with Tarasenko with other stuff. So it's like, you know, I don't think he's in the know with that. I don't think he has. I mean, if he has contacts, he's not using them for rumors and info because uh, he doesn't really i mean he, his deal is knowing the game and knowing the locker room what goes on in the locker room and stuff like that you know that's his insight into his podcast and the and his and his radio show and stuff but uh, and he's I, I think he's been great as a color commentator i think he's done a good job i think i think they gave him a lot of leeway with uh breaking down plays and stuff and uh and situations and and uh and how how, how the team is going to play certain situations and he had a you know the whiteboard for that or the, the screen for that which was pretty cool um but yeah I, but, but as far as like rumors and uh who's gonna do what and what's gonna happen in the future i don't think he has he hasn't shown that he has anything uh, as far as that concern, that's which concerned. is fine. Right? No, uh, I, I'm, I'm just to not right. And, but, and that's, right, but he, that's but where, he puts like, stuff out there once in a while. I was gonna say that, and that's where you go to a Strickland or even a Rutherford. You yeah. don't go to a Rivers. I don't feel like he has the the contacts or the um, the wherewithal to to ask the right questions uh, in a sense like that. In terms of like you said, gameplay, he's your guy. He knows oh, yeah. his shit. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. don't think he. You know he's he's not the insider type uh, uh, no that's not his, that's not how that's not his that's how he approaches it I don't, I don't think which is fine I right. mean Peng's not either and he doesn't try to be so no that's, and, but that's I mean they, the key. and they talk to the players you know before the game and whatnot to go down there get to get insight as far as what's going on as far as like on ice stuff goes but 
yeah, off ice stuff. I don't think, and, and even Pan Kelly, they don't get any of that stuff. They don't. I mean, right. they, they don't know either, so they don't get that. Right. That's I, not. That's not their job. And I, I, I think a key difference between Pang and Rivers is, is that Pang would have stayed a million miles away from that question to begin with. He would have. He wouldn't have right. gotten into that to to get right. pressed to you know yeah. to to start making comments that he might have to walk back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, you're right. In St. Louis. Their leaks don't happen, right? Armstrong, like that came out. Armstrong wanted that information public when when Tarasenko wanted it gone. And, you know, it's it's not important at this juncture, right? We're, we're past the trade deadline. Nothing can happen the rest of the season. And right now, Vladimir Tarasenko is playing perhaps the best hockey of his, you know, of the last four or five years. So let's just focus on that, shall we? It's been fantastic, I, especially as the season's gone on. He's just gotten better and better and better, and he started off great. Mm-hmm. So he's been that good. Uh, we were at the Four Hands Brewery for the affordable win versus Minnesota on uh, Friday. Fun atmosphere there upstairs. Um, uh, met some listeners in the show up there, uh, handing out a number of stickers. Uh, there was a, a guy from Roosevelt. got a great Kurt, yeah, Kurt got a great shirt. Yeah, and I wanted to. I told the guy. I said I'd mention on the show, and he uh, from the Roosevelts. Uh, it's a it's a uh, Sandlot shirt, Sandlot uh, tropical shirt, with a Sandlot uh, montage thing on it. I got one too, yeah. but unfortunately, I don't have it on me. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's the fireworks scene when they're all sitting mm-hmm. on Fourth of July and watching the fireworks. Like those are some cool shirts, man. Those are great. A little stretchy too. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the Roosevelt, uh, Roosevelt shirt, and he was out there just giving up shirts and stickers and stuff. So that was pretty cool. RSVLT.com. Is that the website? I believe so. I can look it up. RSVLTS. Yeah, I think that's right. <clears throat> RSVLTS.com. Yeah, Roosevelt's clothing. Yeah. Right, because nobody wants to buy a vowel. <laughs> right. And, and that URL was probably available. I mean, they got a Back to the Future shirts. Uh-huh. They've got Goonies, SpongeBob. They got some cool stuff. And yeah, the Sandlot the, uh, is on there. Yeah, the the shirt the guy was wearing was pretty sweet. It was uh, uh, Major League. Um, yeah, the, the baseball with the mohawk. That was that was pretty nice. The Sandlot, Rick yeah, and Morty, the, uh, SpongeBob, the Guardians, the Goonies, Rick and Morty. Yeah, all this uh, bunch of themed uh, shirts and stuff. Pretty cool. Fun. Now we we had, guys. I'll admit. And, and I think I even said this uh, last week. We talked about going to center ice last year, uh, just the three of us. Um, I had a great time last Friday. That was one of my favorite times I've had going out in a while since the pandemic. So it was, it, a, it was, was a great. Great that, game, too. Great fucking yeah. And that added to it, man. Great what a game. great fucking game. Uh, yeah. Nail biting into the third. And Braden Shen puts the team on his back. And... Fantastic uh, move out of the corner, yeah. Yeah, that, that Kurt had uh, some that blue was... lights on. I did. Yeah, my my, <laughs> my light up blue uh, glasses on. Yeah. <clears throat> right there, there's a joke blue. in there about blue blockers, but I I haven't figured it I, out yet. I, yeah, I, I said that on Friday. I think there's a blue blocker joke in there somewhere, but I yeah I haven't bothered to come up with one. Yeah, yeah. All now I know we... is that the when when the Blues when Shen scored that goal, like. Oh. That, I haven't had like since the last time I had that kind of experience. Like I just stood up on the bar rail, hand in the air, 
like um, <laughs> Bender at the end of uh, uh, <laughs> um, the Breakfast Club, right? And just pumping my fist. And the last time I had that experience was um, the uh, Cockney Emmy goal that sunk the, oh, yeah. the Maple Leafs at, at Center uh, Ice. At Center Ice. Yeah. So yeah. it was, yeah, brought back some really good memories and, you know, but I think we've had some good times watching that. games together. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, no, I, I was, it was just fun being around. I mean, you know, obviously the place was packed with blues fans, people high fiving. you know, Shen scores that goal and, you know, and then Robert Thomas, I mean, <laughs> I, I know I tweeted, he made that awful pass right in the middle. Yeah. It led to a, a wild goal. And I said, bench his ass, get him out of here. I don't care who you are. You can't do that shit. And then Robert Thomas goes in overtime and scores the winner. So, uh, again, this is why Coach Ponder does not coach in the NHL. Um, you need a little yeah, more. Just... You need a little more depth to your coaching. Uh, coaching. Uh, no, uh, I have no punishments. Depth. <laughs> no, and that's it. I have. I have if no messes depth. Up, it is. It's like it is literally. You fuck up once. You're sitting. I don't care. I don't care how good you are. Did you score four goals before that? I don't care. You're sitting. Figured out. <laughs> Figured out. Uh, and Bill was at the uh, six to one win the following night versus the Islanders. Uh, Bill saw a good one. Uh, I saw a great, a great one. Game. Oh, I have so many great stories that I can't tell tonight. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. No, that um, was uh, that was a hell of a game. They they really gave it to Varlamov in that game. And a team that was hot. The Islanders had uh, been playing very well lately. Yeah. 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 And yeah, the, you know, we all knew Bennington was going to get the start and mm -hmm. everybody's, you know, was clenched a little bit going into the game. And I'll tell you what, uh, just that save that he makes in the first period, you know, the game's still scoreless and Islanders get the, the point blank chance in front pad save. Mm -hmm. It's like, he's got it. This he's, he's in the zone and, uh, you know, he, he just, he played so well the rest of the night. Yeah. He had a it, great uh, game. Was, Goaltending's been was, great lately. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, uh, <clears throat> I'm hoping he gets to start tomorrow night in Buffalo because oh. uh, he, he needs, he needs, I, I, I will agree, you know, for the people that were all about, well, when's he going to get to play? When's he going to, you know, going to get it in there again? Um, I think tomorrow night he needs to be in there. I'll say, I'll give credit to blues fans too. I didn't see a lot of, um, okay, Bennington's got it back. He's he, let's get him back some more, get him some more starts, get him ready for playoffs now. Uh, I, I didn't see a lot of that, so no, yeah. Think... Most of what I saw was just like, man, he played great tonight, you know, good game, Bennington, and that's exactly what we need sure. right now because he yeah. is he is your backup at this point. Yep, uh, and there was the big win over the Bruins, uh, Tuesday night, uh, after missing a few weeks, it was the Return of Tory Krug, who uh, hadn't played since March 22nd, and it was also his birthday uh, on Tuesday. He had played his first nine seasons in the NHL with Boston before signing a seven-year deal with St. Louis. Huso was in net again uh, against Boston. Uh, just 34 seconds into this game, uh, before he could even sit down, even at home, uh, Perron scores his th uh, scores a well, Krug pass to Saad, coming out of the zone. Sod's one-touch pass was supposed to go to cross ring to Perron, whiffed on it. <laughs> Luckily, hits open ice up on left wing, where O'Reilly sweeps in, comes into him with Perron, gives him the perfect pass across, and Perron buries it. 
Um, yeah, well, and he, yeah, the movie made on Swayman, which it's, I think it's been understated how good Swayman has been because he's still technically a rookie, right? He was really good right. in this game. He was he's, good in this game. He's right. great in this game. He's had a great season. Um, mm -hmm. Did not deserve to be demoted when Rask came back, but it was just a numbers thing. Um, mm -hmm. Plus it's Rask. Yeah, I, yes, I mean, it's right. You got to give Rask a chance, right? But anyway, no, I, I thought that uh, this goal, I mean, it was beautiful. And, it, you know, I think I might have mentioned this on the show, but I have a friend who once said to me that they love the way Brandon Saad plays. He's like the ultimate men's league player because he doesn't do <laughs> any one thing particularly great. He just somehow always makes the right play. Well, he, and, well, he messed up this play, but it worked out. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Is like in this play – He's trying to to tip it across, and he just whiffs, and it ends up going right where it needs to go. And yeah. it's just like, did not intentionally do that at all, but he made the right play somehow. Like it just happened. It just it happened. To, it happened to work out. Yeah. Yep. Uh, mm -hmm. And then just 15 seconds later, Bergeron ties the game. So that's like, well, shit. Uh, quick bang bang play out of the corner uh, to Bergeron in the high slot. Uh, I thought the Blues had decent coverage here. Thomas was a bit soft. Uh, and low on his coverage on Bergeron. Uh, I, he's probably got to get more stick on, but a stick on puck. Uh, I'm not sure. He, he was probably kind of deep, but eh, that's nitpicky, I guess. Tough play. So quick, quick to develop. Uh, nice play with Boston. Um, who was the, uh, who, who made the pass from behind the net? Um, that was a, a oh. good heads up play. I actually, by actually closed the window. Why wouldn't I, why would I do that? Yeah, I, I, I've drawn a blank on who that was, but I want to say it was the rookie. Uh, could be wrong, but anyway, uh, no, on this play, I agree. Uh, it's something we've kind of talked about a lot in this season is Robert Thomas, uh, you know, as, le as elite as he's been off Marshall and his it's Marshan. Oh, it was Marshan. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and Marshan yeah, had a hell of a game. He did. Oh, I want to talk about Marshan in a second. Cause I, yeah. well, God, I watched the Bruins broadcast last night. Oh my God! They are literally the worst in the league. Oh, terrible! But mm. anyway, um, on this play, yeah, I think Robert Thomas. We've kind of talked about a little bit his defensive ability. I'd say, man, this summer, watch some Patrice Bergeron tape. Like, watch how he plays the game because that's what the Blues are. Are not saying he needs to be an elite defensive center, but there are just some times where it's just like, if you did this a little differently they don't score they don't get a scoring chance and as a center you just you have to be more responsible and and i'm not pinning this completely on him that was like you said great play by by the bruins but you know it's just little things in his game defensively if they get an uptick and improve he's your new ryan o'reilly you know he's yeah. a guy that can you can stick out there in big situations defensively and, and rely on him because he's got the speed and he's got the the smarts, he just needs to pick it up a little bit defensively. He was just a little a little opposition. He was a few feet opposition. Yeah. If he's if he's a couple feet closer to uh Bergeron, he can he can reach out with his stick and he can get stick on puck uh when the shot's being taken. He didn't do it. He couldn't get there. So it's like and he's and he's he's caught in between, so he tries to block it, just stand there and and he didn't. So yep. kind of a, I mean it's it's still I mean you could it's young players, younger players. Right, defensive responsibilities come slower, so it's just a growing pains with uh, with younger players. Um, uh, so before we move on, I do want to mention the thing about Marchand. Oh my God, I 
I lost my mind. Um, so I don't remember exactly who it was. I think it was Kairou was coming out with the puck. Marshawn trips him um, coming out of the zone. And then he gets up and he um, he ends up, I think, getting into it with Tarasenko maybe. I don't remember if it was Tarasenko or not, but somebody. And somebody ends up just kind of shoving Marshawn to the boards and basically saying, like, knock it off. Like, go to the penalty box and shut up. And the officials are like, or I'm not the officials. I'm sorry, Jack Edwards of the Bruins and whoever his color analyst is. Um, they, they just go, it's open season on Brian Marchand. Apparently, he's the only one getting a penalty here. Do you hear that, NHL? Just go after him. The officials are let you because they're not going to call you on anything. And I'm just like. Are you fucking kidding me? He tripped a player. Like, he didn't get a penalty for, like, roughing a guy. It was a hockey play where he tripped somebody. And all the Blues did was, like, kind of shove him to the side and say, get the fuck out of here, you little pest. You know? And that somehow that's supposed to be a penalty? Like, oh, God. Those those announcers are the fucking worst. And that says something because Colorado's announcers exist. Yes. <laughs> Boston's are worse. Yes. Yeah. yeah I agree. Which when we, I don't know if we plan on talking about the reverse hit by Tarasenko on Frederick, that was another one where oh, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you guys oh, yeah. have got to be kidding me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> We're there's so bad. See, I didn't, I didn't talk. I didn't hear Boston's broadcast. I, I would love to have listened to it during that, <clears throat> uh, that, in you know, that play. Right. I, I think one night. Laugh. Yeah, I think one night I I uh, I set up parental controls for like two things, Fox News and Jack Edwards as a broadcaster. So, um, yeah, he's god awful. Yep. And Andy Brickley is his partner. I was gonna say. That's right. Oh. I was gonna say it, it's you know former um, former U.S. senator, presidential candidate, and and Secretary of State John Kerry, but no, they're different people. Uh, Andy Brickley, it, 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 and I, and this is just a total me hating on Boston thing. It doesn't help that that guy has a thick Boston accent. So so like when you hear him calling games, it's like shut up, Bostonian. What the fuck do you know? <laughs> yeah. So I, I watched uh, after the after the game was over last night. I had NHL Network on, and it was the first time I'd, I I was trying to figure out who it was because it was that thick thick Bostonian accent, um, <laughs> and it was uh, it turned out to be Mike Mottow. Um, oh, former, yeah. former Bruin, former BU Terrier. Um, and he was actually, his, his analysis is great, but so hard to get past that accent. Just no, thank you. Was it Mike Motto that got the, uh, that had people paying his fine for him? Oh, I don't remember the name. That was a long it time. Might have been. I'll look, I'm going to try to look that up. Cause I can't remember. You like, uh, like Bill's new, uh, New outfit. Yeah, there you go. He looks great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <sighs> Sorry, Bill. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, McLaughlin scored uh, with three minutes to go in the first to give Boston a two-to-one lead. Uh, and the uh, the goal that was taken away from the Blues that was after this, correct? It would have tied it at two. Is that right? I'm trying to remember the sequence here. 
I'm sorry. I'm looking up the. It, it was Andrew Ference, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Basically, fans left him money because he flipped off the Canadians yes. fans. <laughs> right. And it was a yeah rivalry. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, anyway. Yeah. A pass from right, that. So, yeah. Please continue. <laughs> sorry. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I was trying to get. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, McLaughlin scored with three minutes to go in the first to get Boston the lead. So the pass came from behind the net to McLaughlin uh, in the slot. Let's quick shot go to that uh, sneaked by Huso. Uh, this was I think, I think uh, Rutherford uh, was it Rutherford or Korak? Kind of kind of got on Cairo for this because Cairo is pointing at McLaughlin for Shen to take him and lets him go, and because Cairo is kind of covering the point man. And McLaughlin's kind of in that soft spot between the defense and the and the forwards that we talked about before on the show. And uh, Shen was covering somebody else didn't and didn't have him. And Kyrie let him go, and he's wide open, and uh, he shoots and he scores. And I think uh, Kyrie looks bad in this play because uh, he just lets him lets him go when he scores. Uh, whether or not he was right in that, it's just either lack of communication between Kyrie and Shen. Someone's got to take him. Uh, so I mean, you could blame either one of them i guess but whoever someone needs to pick him up um either way he was left alone okay I'd, we have our comment I'd of the show oh i was gonna Sorry, say look, I'll, was... I'll, I'll i'll read comment of the show and then yes please continue okay jesse hill on facebook uh edwards is the ipa of broadcasters <laughs> <laughs> he's well the done. extra special bitter uh, yeah he is b <clears throat> yeah sorry bill go ahead Oh, um, I was going to say, um, let's, let's, let's not focus on, you know, if it was Kyrie or Shane who missed their assignment, just happy for Dan McLaughlin, you know, after all these years to get his first NHL goal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and he's, you know, he's gone Hard through some broadcaster, some, right? Yeah. He's, he's, right. he's gone through some tough times, you know, he's gotten some, <clears throat> he's got gone through some weight changes and. You know, DUIs and the ire of fans. Yeah, <laughs> he does a good job. No, he does. He uh, does. He's he. I I've really uh -oh. you know come being several years of watching Cardinals baseball off. I've I've started to like him. So yeah, and he's he's an advocate for Blues hockey too. Oh yeah, you is. watch the Cardinals broadcast. He talks about the Blues all the time, which I well. Love. Yep. You, 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 youngin fans out there, uh, McLaughlin used to do uh, broadcast work for the Blues during games. He used to, uh, right? He was, on, he was he a was ringside a reporter. reporter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ringside reporter. I did some work earlier this season too, uh, to fill yep. in for. Yep. I think it was Pat, yeah. right? No, he did it while uh, oh, they right. were transitioning from that's Weston right. to that's Alexa right. Dad. To that's right. That's right. He was in the studio. Yeah. Um. So the Blues trailed two to one going into the second period, uh, and for the first half of this period, at least probably first 12 minutes, they were, Boston was all over them. Boston had this, this period. You're just waiting for, you know, them to score because they were just coming and they had a power player too. Couldn't score. Um, but they had some chances though. Yes, they, they did. I think it was the second power play. It was it, it felt like, I don't think the blues, I think they maybe cleared it once. And it, it was just like, they just kept coming. And there was a shift where the Blues were pinned in and they, they couldn't get out. And it was uh, the whole line of, of, of over two minutes. Had a straight shift. I'll say, two minutes. Bra 
break, all I know was out for almost two and a half minutes. I they think. were the whole line was over two minutes. Yeah, it was as bad. Considering a shift is normally, you know, thirty forty five seconds for for forwards anyway, um, and that was for two minutes. That's that's ridiculous. Um. <laughs> Uh, anyway, <laughs> until uh, Boston owned the second period, until Frederick decided he wanted to take a stupid penalty, which I loved this. I loved everything about this. I loved uh, the the uh, pushing and shoving and the jawing on the faceoff. I loved Frederick trying to. Uh, take a run at Tarasenko after the whistle and then getting put on his ass. And I love Tarasenko taunting him uh, when he's on the ice. Get up. <laughs> get, get up. up. What are you get doing? Up. Get up. Uh, and I love that that Frederick got a penalty out of this. And I love that he whined going to the penalty box. You know, he hit me. It's like, bullshit. Shut the fuck up. And uh, and then the Blues scoring in the power play, turning the entire, the entire game. And then the Blues just going on and they scored the well, next two of this and, and won the game and bruce cassidy clearly was pissed at frederick because he yeah. didn't see the ice the rest of the night nope i think he got one shift late in the third that was about it yep <clears throat> uh when quick the game note on decided. trent frederick did you guys know that trent frederick his parents are the frederick roofing people yeah he's a st louis boy i thought that was a joke is that true no, no that's real no, it's true. Yeah, i thought they were joking thing. that's that's funny no. okay I had right. I, I learned yeah. that today. I had no idea. I was wondering why they were giving Frederick Roofing like free advertising for they were talking about yeah. that so much. I'm like, why are you doing that? Okay, that's cool. That's yeah, funny. no, a lot. Of, yeah, I I I caught um, a lot of the radio broadcast last night, and um, yeah, yeah, Curbs was all over it, and uh, Joey Vitale as well. So, well, they're so. a they're a radio sponsor, I believe, right? Right. They so are. it's yeah. it's it's easy to promote them then. Talk about them. Yeah. Uh, um, in this, so, okay. So the Bruins side of the broadcast on this. So yeah, whatever. if you haven't seen this for whatever <laughs> reason, if you've been living under a rock, I mean, just go on social media. It's all over the place. Blues fans, blues site, even the blues Twitter, the official blues Twitter posted this and was like, you love to see it or whatever they said. It, just a fun moment for blues fans. But yeah, get on the Bruins broadcast. It was Frederick goes in to hit him. He goes down. There was a skirmish. Uh, Frederick ends up. Uh, doesn't he end up ripping Tarasenko's helmet off? Oh, after the, after he gets up, yeah, he goes after him against the yeah. boards. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, and no, I, that was Pareko's helmet. That was Pareko's helmet. That was Pareko. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, all that happens, and then the referee, you know, skates over to the box, and uh, I guess it was Andy Brickley goes, he goes, uh, looks like the Bruins are the only one getting a penalty here, and Jack <laughs> Edwards goes, really. Huh. And then like the the referee makes the call. Guy goes into the bio. Fredericks is bitching. And Brickley's like, he's like, and he's complaining about it, and rightfully so. How are the Bruins the only ones getting a penalty on this play? And then of course, like after the blues score on the power play, it's well, you saw that coming after that call. And I'm just like, Do you guys seriously not watch hockey? Do you not understand what just happened? The Blues did not, and, and I hate to say this because it sounds like such a Homer thing to say. What did the Blues do wrong on that play? Yeah, what did Tarasenko you expect? Tarasenko defended himself. What did, what's Tarasenko supposed to do? Frederick takes a run at him. He stands his ground, and he doesn't even do anything dirty. He just goes shoulder to shoulder with him, 
and he puts him on his ass. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think earlier in the season, Tarasenko probably gets an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty for the taunting. But the fact <laughs> that, you know, we're in the stretch run, people are geared up for the playoffs, and he, he taunts Frederick and Frederick bites. It's like, that's rookie mistake. And the refs <laughs> yeah. are going to call that. And I, I, loved I, it. I thought I, it was, God, that I, top five moment of the I, season so far. I loved every second because I'm watching. I, I, my daughter, of course, she was in the bathroom when the Blues scored. She was in the bathroom, uh, getting finishing her shower, and because uh, the Blues always score when she's in there. And uh, so I, I rewound it and I showed her what happened uh, with the with the lineup. So lining up for the faceoff, Frederick is like way offside. He's like oh, two yeah. three feet offside, and I'm yeah. like, what the hell? Get over! And there, he's bumping, pushing, and Tarasenko standing like, what the hell are you doing? And the uh, official comes over and pushes Frederick back on side. And what does Frederick do? As soon as the official leaves, goes right back to where he was. He's way offside. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, why? Why do we even have a line there? Why, what? He's he's way offside. Um, and then you knew it was coming because they they bumped off the face off, and then he goes after him later after the whistle. And I just loved it. Every, I mean, I, I I said I think I tweeted a week ago that I'd love to see more of this stuff. This isn't dirty stuff. This is just bitterness between two teams, uh, creating some animosity on the ice, uh, creating more of a rivalry if there's not enough of one already. You know, there's just 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 stuff going on to make you as a fan kind of like kind of get you more engaged and more uh, in, enraged in a way, you know, upset, yelling at the TV kind of a thing um, at the other team. So kind of like I did when I was a kid, Blues and Blackhawks, you know, when Dirk Graham and and uh, and uh, uh, Larmer were taking liberties in Chelios. Uh, I'm just this kind of a thing. I love this stuff. This this sideshow stuff that that makes the game that much more uh, fun to me. And Jesse Hill in the Facebook chat agrees with you. Says hatred in sports is good. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. And and it's funny because I was I was actually just thinking this watching the game last night, just laughing about the Tarasenko Frederick situation and other things that were happening. Um, my mom used to tell my dad and I that she hated watching hockey. She loves. She actually really likes hockey but she hated watching it with us because we got so into it and we would just scream and yell and F this and, <laughs> you know, this is fucking stupid. And so she's just like, I hate watching it with you guys. And she never would watch hockey with us. The only time she did was when she went to games with us. And I think now there's so much less of that. There's not as much hatred. There's the rivalries just aren't what they used to be. I'm like, man, if, if I would have grown up in this time frame. I think my mom would be as into hockey as me and my dad were because there's not that standing up and yelling at the TV like there used to be. So mm-hmm. maybe I'm wrong, but it just fe- it does feel a lot different than when I was growing up. Yeah. It's good stuff. I, I, I think this, this is the kind of thing that makes hockey hockey, right? If this happens in basketball, well, well you had it in basketball to some degree back in the day with the Pistons and the, and the Pacers and the Knicks and the Bulls and they were all they all hated each other. I hated Reggie Miller. Yeah. He was my least favorite player. Oh, and John Starks uh, and yeah, uh, uh, Lambeer and uh, uh, yeah, with the with the oh, Pistons. Bill Lambeer. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> ninety two, ninety three was it? Pistons and Bulls. Oh my god. Nasty. 
Guys, this might be the most basketball we have ever talked on the show. Yeah, I, I hate well, the NBA that was now. The only... I used to love it. Back yeah, then. That was too. The I, only... lo- I was a big Bulls fan. Yeah, that was the only time I actually cared about the NBA. I was fun during though, that era. Yeah, to it me, was... now it's gotten stupid. I That's just me. I'm not... If you love the NBA, well, that's great. I, I, I personally, it's right. not, it's not my thing anymore. And and for me, it, it's it's hard to care when you know. Well, for one, we've never had a team in our lifetime here in St. Louis, right? The older people. My grandpa was a huge basketball guy. It's season tickets to the Billikens because he was such a big basketball yeah. guy from from the time the Hawks were here, but. We haven't had a basketball team in our lifetime, and basketball kind of ruined the Blues in the middle of the 2000s. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Bill Laurie didn't That's get true. his team, and we lost Chris Pronger because <sighs> you know he wanted to bring the Grizzlies here and couldn't. So, uh, I'm still a little bitter about that, as you can tell. <laughs> well, for anyone who's listening who maybe didn't receive this alert. Uh, apparently we have a child abduction. Are you guys getting this Amber alert? No. Uh, mm. Ferguson, Missouri, black Chrysler we're in Illinois. car, so. no plate. Uh, mm. 33 year old black male. So mm. anyone who might be listening, that's out on the roads. You see that call your local authorities. There was one last night when I was, uh, when I was over on that side of the river, um, it was like a red Dodge, no plates. I think I see a theme here. <laughs> no plates. Yeah. Yep. Look out. Uh, Somebody who's going to abduct a child is going to break the law. What? It's funny because it reminds me of of when my father-in-law, back when I was just dating my wife, I used to. Uh, I was complaining about this one guy that I was driving behind on Natural Bridge, and how he didn't have plates. But I'm like, it drove me fucking crazy because he was going 20 miles an hour. And I couldn't get around him. And my father-in-law, who's a lawyer, his comment back was, well, he's already breaking the law by having no plates, so he's got to make sure he doesn't break the law again. That's that's how you don't get caught. You can't break the law twice in a row, so he's not going to speed. And I'm like, that's pretty smart. <laughs> that's a good point. If you're already breaking the law, don't do it again. <laughs> so on this power play, on this power play, Get back to the game. Oh, wait, uh, we're talking about a blues game, right? What are we right. talking about? Uh, the Frederick penalty, the stupid oh, ass, stupid ass decision that uh, turned the game red. Selfish, dumb thing. Bruins are are killing the Blues. He didn't have to do this. And the blue, the Bruins are owning the Blues uh, at this point. I mean, they're winning the game. They're owning the second period. It just seems like a matter of time before they score again. And he goes and does something stupid, takes a penalty. And uh, Krug scores on the power play with about five minutes to go in the second. Uh, in his return to yeah, his return to Boston, uh, real nice goal cut between uh, two Bruins, uh, worked in to the uh, slot, Lashako, and beat Swayman uh, under his blocker arm. And just like that, boom, tide turned. Uh, and uh, McLaughlin, uh, well, let's see, where am I? Lost my place. Uh, Tarasenko, of all people, scored uh, with less than two minutes to go. So about three minutes later. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, hang on. Let's yeah. talk about the crew goal real quick. Uh, that was my favorite goal of his as a blue. I thought that was just a, a, a just a heads up, smart play to look up, realize. Oh, I, even though he's the last guy back, you know. And like you said, Bruins before this penalty were were charging, 
he still had the wherewithal to say, oh, I can cut across this guy, cut it in the middle, take the shot. Just a, a beauty goal by him. And I'll add real quick, um, something – I bitch about Bruins broadcast. I'll give them credit for one thing. Uh, when When they gave his tribute video, they went to one commercial – and then they brought it back to the broadcast, and they said, "We're about to see the tribute video here for Tory Krug. Let's see what they have." I'm guessing you guys didn't see that in the St. No. Louis broadcast. Nope. It, he got a great applause for it, which was awesome. You know, standing applause st- or standing ovation. Uh, players tapping their sticks on the ice. He even like came on the ice and twirled around. And, you know, put his stick in the air. And I thought that was really cool to see. But then he scores this goal, and he gets booed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. beautiful. <laughs> and and I think, you know, before we get into the goal, I'll, I'll also add, don't forget that the called-off goal, right? The right. offside which... review, which Krug, Krug was a catalyst. It may have been Bushnevich. I, I don't know. They, they never came to something conclusive. Uh, that I that I could gather from the radio broadcast. So uh, I think it was, it was Thomas actually. Thomas offside, yeah, yeah, it was Thomas. He he skated in with Krug, but his both the skates were across the blue line. Unfortunately, his upper right. body was not across the line, but his both of his skates were. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And it's the skates but that then, Did the puck maybe go off Bushnevich before it went into the net, or was that going to be Krug's goal? Oh, it oh, went off Bushnevich. He was in pain. It hit him in the ankle. I, don't, that, I thought that was interesting that the, the broadcast crew wasn't sure. And I'm like, well, why is he wincing in pain? The, the, the shot went off his ankle and in the goal. I, I, unless he didn't, get, he didn't get slashed, right, on the play. So, Well, and that's, isn't that just insult to injury, literally? Like, yeah, yeah. You, 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 take, you take the pain in front of the net. Oh, fuck, that hurt. Oh, by the way, that goal doesn't count. Like, God damn it. <laughs> Like he, literally that play never happened, but you got hurt somehow. Right. <laughs> uh, so after Krug scored, uh, the tide was turned. Blues have momentum. Uh, Tarasenko scored less than two minutes to go in the second uh, to give the Blues the lead going into the third. Real nice zone entry by the Blues. Uh, didn't even bother to set up in the zone. They attacked the net. Bushnevich flips a pass to Thomas after entering the zone uh, and uh, quickly had a two-on-one kind of behind the, uh, the pass was behind Thomas a bit, kind of spun between the leg pass. Tarasenko passes behind him a little bit. He spins, grabs, turns, wheels, fires, and uh, and beats Swayman. So a nice no dust off by Tarasenko. Yeah. Uh, all yeah. one motion shot here. That's that right. was the big difference. I think it's a prize, Swayman, to be honest. For sure. And, and pinpoint accuracy yep. going inside inside the post. Um you know, I, I'm not a big Mike Rupp fan. Um, wasn't a big fan of him, you know, from, from back in the, the TJ Oshie, uh, concussion towards the end of the season, a couple of years back in the playoffs. Um, and not a huge fan of him as an analyst on NHL network, but man, he gave Tarasenko all the credit in the world said, every one of us would have dusted that off, adjusted and tried to make a shot and swim makes the save. And, Tarasenko just spun, shot, picked a spot, hit it, mm-hmm. and yeah, thought that was thought that was spot on. He's and I'll good. Oh, good. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was I was going to talk about Thomas. So if you have something to add about Tarasenko, go ahead. No, I was I was going to say that he he really doesn't. Uh, he he's been criticized. If you're going to criticize Tarasenko, it's 
it's that sometimes his shot he takes too long to get it off by dusting the puck off. Um, he has a very very good wrist shot, but you you'd love to see him get it off quicker, right? With and not dusting right. off as much as he does. But right. Anyway. And last night, last night both of his goals, no yep. dust off. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've seen that a lot this season. It, think, more of which it, yeah. Is why we've seen we've seen his numbers go up in goals from last year because yeah. he's actually shooting the puck. Like the minute he gets it, more he's rifling it. More one yeah. times too. And it seems like it's something he probably worked on because maybe he realized, like, okay, I'm not getting the time and space that I used to. You know, whether it's injury or whatever that's causing that. I need to be able to one-time the puck more, and that's that's going to make me be able to be more of an elite sniper. And, you know, he's not a 40-50 goal guy, but, you know, you consistently score 30 goals in the NHL nowadays. That's a oh. pretty damn good pace to, to keep up. Um, and so I'll add with uh, Thomas, um, it, you know, and I know I kind of criticized him a little bit defensively. I'm not criticizing him at all when I say this. I just want to say I actually thought it was kind of funny I think that pass from Buchnevich, if Thomas doesn't touch it, I think it's right on the tape to Tarasenko. But it was one of those that I think Thomas felt like, and I, I totally get it. In the moment, I got to fucking make sure this gets over to my other guy. And the 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 pirouette, basically, that he did to, to do that one-touch pass over to Tarasenko, yes, it was behind Tarasenko, that was just fucking beautiful. Whether it was necessary or not, like I said, I think if he jumps and it doesn't hit him in the skates, it goes right to Tarasenko's tape. But he made the right play still. He still said, I need to tip this over to my guy. And just a beautiful, beautiful play all around by all three of that that line to to execute that goal. Just pretty stuff. You know, I just yeah. I just watched it. I think if he I think if he doesn't touch it, I think the the, the the Boston defense gets it easily. Yeah, I, I think it, it. So? Yeah, oh yeah. I, I think yeah. it. I think it gets broken up. Un- and, unless he's unless I, he unless he totally goes after Thomas and ignores the puck. That's the only way. Which but, which Tarasenko did wind up wide open, so that that could have been a thing. Maybe maybe. But yeah. Yeah. you never know. All right, so I think I might have to go back to this um, the over under on the uh, Colorado goals tonight because <laughs> yeah, eight good now. Lord. Good God. Yeah. That and that was a hell of a goal by Nichushkin, right? There. Every time I look um, up, there's another goal for Colorado. 21 goals this year. Whew. Dallas mm. is kicking themselves right now. Yep, <clears throat> they let him go and thought Dennis Giriano was going to be the guy. Oops. Uh, the uh, Blues had this three to two lead going into the third. Tarasenko got his uh, second of the game off a three on one. Uh, with uh, Bushnevich, Thomas, and Tarasenko. Bushnevich passes the puck back and forth. Tarasenko finished it off with a one-timer as uh, Swimman couldn't get out across. Uh, uh, Thomas uh, had to get out of the way of this. <laughs> it was almost like he wasn't needed on this play. He's a distraction. Uh, almost got in the way of the shot, but uh, perfectly executed play. Uh, again, we talked about the one-timer from Tarasenko. Uh, and it's Good. fitting, I think, that, that Tarasenko got uh, two goals after the whole incident with Frederick. Yes. You know, you, 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 a pissed off Tarasenko is a Tarasenko I love to watch play. Mm-hmm. So the same thing happened in that Edmonton game right at the end of December. I don't know if you guys remember that. He got into it with Mike Smith, and then he just comes in on a tear, like literally comes off the bench. Somebody feeds him a pass, and he's just one on one with the goalie, and he's not missing when he's pissed off at the goalie. So it's just 
that's the kind of Tarasenko you want to see. And, and I'll add to our conversation earlier with him, uh, you know, maybe wanting to stick around. Has he had a better line than he has right oh. now? It's, I mean, no. it, 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 Thomas and Bushnevis. Oh, I mean, I mean, what's his best line before this uh, that he's been on? Uh, I mean, obviously he had some success there with Latera. I don't even remember who was yeah, on the left wing of that Laterra. line. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. no, he was. Year, no, was, no. It, was it Schwartz, Schwartz, Latera, and Tarasenko? Yeah, I think it might have been. Yeah, I mean, and, that was a fine line for what it was, but. I mean, this line to me is way more dynamic. Uh, and, right. and a stick and, tap to Philly for taking Latero too, by the way. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thank you, Ron Haxtell. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Blues are rolling. Uh, six straight wins, 8-0-1 in their past nine after winning this one 4-2. Uh, next up for St. Louis, uh, Thursday night versus Buffalo. And uh, I was going to ask you guys who your thoughts and thinks in playing goal. I mean, Bill, you think Bennington's going to start? Uh, I, Jeff, you I'd think? Like to, I'd like to see Benning, Bennington go tomorrow night. Jeff? I think it's who so. <sighs> Man. You know, it's interesting. I, I, I think I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised either way. I think that uh, I understand going with Bennington. I also understand that. These are big two points. If uh, and, and uh, uh, Minnesota's playing Dallas tomorrow night, and, right. uh, and so and if Minnesota loses, then getting those two points would be huge going into our game against Minnesota on Saturday. So mm-hmm. it's such a big. I mean, and, and, I, Bennington should be. I think Bennington plays this game. I really do. I mm-hmm. think after the last game against the Islanders, I think. I think he's more apt to come back to him against a team like Buffalo, uh, because then Huso plays again on Saturday. I think that's, I think that's right. something that I can see happening. Yeah, I I think you start Bennington and short leash him. If if he's bad early, you go to go to Huso. But with it being an early game Saturday, um, yeah, you know it, it's. I, Ooh, that's I would, a good point. I think yeah. Bennington's the guy. I mean, not. I'm I mean, gonna, you still have you still have 36 hours before game time, and that's right. That should be plenty of time for anybody to recover. But after his performance against the Islanders, you don't want him sitting. You want him to get another opportunity and go out there. And if he shits the bed, then he shits the bed, and you pull him early. Yeah, yeah I, I, I. That does factor in, I think, a bit. I didn't think about that. The early game time Saturday, two o'clock start. Um, but I still stick. I think you go with your number one uh, just because it's not a back-to-back situation. It's the stretch run. You need to get these two points, like Kurt said. But like both you said, I wouldn't be surprised if if it's Bennington first off the ice in practice tomorrow. This is – I'm uh, usually uh, I kind of have a pretty good idea of who's going to start in goal. But really, I could totally see either one. I think mm-hmm. I'd go with Bennington – but yeah, I, I, but um, if if Huso's the the uh, first off the ice in uh, morning skate, I'm like, okay, good, <laughs> okay, Huso's playing, yep. that's fine. Uh, real quick on the Boston game, got a couple comments I want to read. Matt Harris says, uh, Frederick last night was the definition of making stupid decisions get stupid results. Yeah. Uh, which yeah, agree, hundred percent. Play stupid uh, games, win stupid prizes. Talk about Andy Brickley. Matt MLO12 says, 
Uh, too much clam chowda. It changes your voice. <laughs> you know, Boston is speaking of, and while we're still talking about Boston a little bit. Uh, remember, and I think I said this on Twitter, um, the, Bo the Boston sports talk radio the day after the Blues won the cup, they yeah. were a oh, yeah. shit show. It was such a whiny bitch fest. And, you know, and that's what, and it's funny because after, after say the blues had lost game seven, you wouldn't have gotten that with St. Louis sports radio. We, 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 we bitch about St. Louis mm. sports talk hockey in this town, but you wouldn't have had that here. You wouldn't have had people whining and the, the, the broadcasters, the hosts of the shows, you wouldn't have them bitching and whining about how Boston didn't deserve to win it. Uh, mocking their goalie, uh, criticizing all the, you know, the dirty plays. Um, and not, you know, the referees weren't being fair. You wouldn't have had any of that. It would have been more a criticism of the Blues as far as what they didn't do to get the job done. That would have Agreed. been most of it from St. Louis. You may have heard the the odd occasional complaint about a bad call or whatever, but it wouldn't or you have been would have had anything the, like what Boston the, did. The, the sports talk guy who hates hockey maybe tuned in for the Stanley Cup final and just said, wow, these Boston guys are pricks. And yeah, that's you would have maybe had that once or one or two hosts in St. Louis. Other than that, yeah, I agree, hundred percent. I streamed, I streamed uh, Boston Sports Talk Radio the next day because I was I wanted the entertainment. And yeah, there was one guy, uh, just a piece of shit person, uh, sports broadcaster. Uh, he was uh, he one of, one of the things that stuck out to me that he said was, "Can you believe that Jordan effing Bennington?" has a Stanley cup. How absurd is that? And it was, <laughs> and he was, and that was, and he said, he literally said effing literally. So I was like, I'm like, man, you are a piece of shit. You were just yeah. a bitter whiny bitch. Well, I don't, I hate giving this guy any f credit at all for even talking by the way, uh, Avalanche score again. They now have nine goals. <laughs> Is that the, um, the nine trick with all the hats going on the ice? Someone got a hat trick. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah, McKinnon got the hat trick. It's the I'll tell trick, you what. Right? Right. Quinn or uh, Quick got pulled real early in this one, and Cal Peterson's taking one for the team right now. Yeah, he, he looks terrible. Yeah, he does. Well, that, that, they that keep one threw turning him. the damn puck over. Oh, that one went through him too. Kings, Kings yeah. cannot get it out Ooh. of their own zone. That, was, that wasn't even a. It wasn't a hard shot. It was just a like a reach out, yeah. fluttering uh, slap yeah. shot, and it it went through him under his glove. Ugh, jeez. Not but, the kind no, I was of game say, you want in the stretch. No, it's going to do terrible things for them. Um. No, I was gonna. I was talking about uh, Barstool guy, Barstool idiot, uh, Stooley Prez. Uh, uh, when he after was at game five with uh, what a trip um, <laughs> with, with Ozak literally yeah. coming out and saying blues fans, you should not accept this win. Bullshit. Like, like basically like, literally saying like, you should not be okay with this because they missed a call. And I'm like, again, have you watched sports before this happens all the time? Yes. It sucks when it happens, but like at the same time, it is part of the game. You can't tell me that Blues fans should have, like, when that happened, turn off the game. They're like, nope, nope, nope. Blues shouldn't win this game. This is bullshit. Like, you're telling me the Bruins fans would have done that? Absolutely not. Yeah. 
we'll we'll talk about the uh, the battle for second place, and we'll talk about uh, Tyson Nash on the other side of this break from Sunrise Brewery. Do you like hockey? No, of course you do. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Are you 21? Let's hope so. If you answered yes to all of those questions, run on down to your local beer distributor and pick up a 2-4 of Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, or any other delicious hockey-themed beer from Centerize Brewery. That's right. Centerize Brewery beer is available at various beer stores around town. So check around for the one closest to you. That's Centerize Brewery. Let's go Blues. So the Blues' six-game win streak has consisted of a 6-4 to win versus Calgary, a 5-1 to win versus Arizona, a 4-1 to win versus Seattle, a 5-3 to win versus Minnesota, a 6-1 to win versus the Islanders, and a 4-2 to win versus Boston. Uh, so we'll see if they can keep that going on Thursday night versus Buffalo. And then uh, hopefully again on Saturday uh, against Minnesota when uh, Jeff and I are going to be there. Uh, we so this, will. We will. Uh, the battle for second place is on. Uh, St. Louis and Minnesota has been on for a while. Uh, both currently with 96 points tied in the standings. And Minnesota has the tiebreak right now. They do have a game in hand. Uh, St. Louis plays, uh, like I said, at Buffalo on Thursday. And Minnesota's at Dallas. So uh, that's a big night going into Saturday. Uh, either will I mean will it be tied or someone bit by two? Um, rapid fire tidbits from the NHL: uh, Tyson Nash, former Blue, uh, former Blue instigator. <laughs> also, I'll add um, uh, almost friend of the show, which I'm kind of happy to say almost almost friend of the show. You know, yeah, he was supposed to come on, and he agreed. He was actually the first guy to agree to come on for Past the Future a couple yeah. of summers ago. Yeah. But for whatever reason, I emailed him again and never heard back. Yeah. Maybe he was too busy tanning or at his Orange Theory Fitness place. <laughs> uh, so the, the uh, so Tyson Ash is the color commentator for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. And, uh, oh, there's a child abduction emergency uh, across the TV now. So the same thing that you just oh. uh, mentioned, Jeff. It's on uh, on my Spectrum stream. Nah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, oh, so let's, let's hope the... uh, peaceful resolution for all involved. Yeah. 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 Uh, so the uh, Tyson Nash, like I said, is the uh, color commentator for the Arizona Coyotes um, and former Blue instigator. Um, so he made some comments that were uh, pretty controversial uh, in the. Uh, game versus the uh, Anaheim Ducks uh, a couple weeks ago. So uh, Trevor Zegers scored for the Ducks a Michigan-style goal on them earlier in the game. And then later on, the uh, game was 5-0 uh, Ducks, and uh, Zegers poked once at a puck that was covered by the uh, Arizona netminder uh, after a scramble. And then Jay Beagle for Arizona came in and cross-checked Zegers from behind down to the ice. Uh, Terry, hey, which you see, you know, you poke a goalie, you get a shot from a defenseman or from a forward, whoever, uh, protecting the goalie. You don't take a poke at a goalie, whatever. Now, granted, the poke that uh, the poke that uh, with the the puck was covered with a glove and the poke came in, it wasn't anything egregious. It wasn't a vicious poke, but uh, Jay Beagle took exception to it. Uh, came in and cross-checked Zegers down, um, and then uh, uh, Terry came in for the Coyotes to grab Beagle. Uh, as the NHL players uh, do during a flare-up, you pair off, you grab a guy, you protect your player. 
Uh, but and then Beagle just started throwing punches, uh, pummeling Terry, who is not a fighter, didn't want to fight. I believe he's uh, Arizona's leading scorer this season. Anaheim. Uh, Anaheim's leading Anaheim. scorer this season. 30, right. yeah. 32 yeah. goals. Yeah. So he's, a, he's not a fighter. Uh, the fight left Terry with a gash over his left eye that uh, required stitches and left side of his face looked like catcher's mitt. If you've seen the picture, uh, it looks nasty. Um, he got him pretty good a few and, times. And before you continue on, I, I think Bill and I kind of mentioned this. Uh, Bill, I think you agreed with me on this last week. Uh, the, the only flack I'll give Anaheim in this play, nothing against Trevor Zegras. Uh, Troy Terry comes in to defend his teammate. Be ready. Be ready because mm. it's clear Arizona's pissed off. You got a veteran who is known to defend teammates. Uh, even so, even if not, guy's down 5 nothing. He's going to do anything he can to spark his club. Um, be ready for a fight. It was clear Terry was coming in to stop it and then hoping, oh, that's it. I can just skate to my bench now. Doesn't matter who it is you're, you're holding back. Uh, they're not just going to let that go. So, uh, and, and I'm not, you know, again, not trying to victim blame. Just felt that Terry was a little too defenseless when coming in to defend his teammate. Um, but other than that, just a, a ridiculous play from Jay Beagle. I'll agree 100%. So, uh, Coyote's color commentator, Tyson Ash, uh, said this on the air uh, while this was going on or at, at the end of it. Now, that's the problem with these young players. You want to embarrass guys? You want to skill it up? You better be prepared to get punched in the mouth. Uh, Nash also said Zegras had been warned a few times during the game to knock it off. <laughs> uh, knock what off? You know, the, don't be good. <laughs> well, it uh, goes back to in men's league, right? You're not supposed to do the Michigan. And we've talked about this. I And we we've have talked, talked about, this. about this. And yeah. I, I actually agree, Kurt. Why? But as a men's league player, and I'll tell you, as a guy on the rink, if it happens against my team, it's going to piss me off. Here's the deal, and though. I can't understand why that is. Here's the deal, though. It's not going to piss me off unless we're losing 8 nothing. You know, if it's a if it's a tight game and we get beaten by a, by a, by a hot dog move, it helps them win the game. That's just a skill move. That's a ballsy skill move to win a game. Uh, more power to him. It's going to piss me off that we lost more than the, the goal itself. Uh, but yeah, if we're getting smoked already, you know, the showboating is kind of just, it's an irritant, right? Um, it's, it's the rubbing but, in, in quality of it. Right. But the, but the Michigan goal didn't come when it was five, nothing. I don't know what, I don't know what the score was. It was, it was earlier in the game. Um, but he's done it before this season. And, but you know, he, but apparently he'd been told a few times to knock it off. It's like, knock, knock what off? Shut up. Right. I, I, you, you hit the hot dog. Right. You don't complain about the hot dog. Hit him into the glass. Take him, you know, hit him in, hit him on open ice. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, and that's that's what you do. Next time you see him trying to make a move or even go behind the net, go in, put a little net, a little more force on your hit. You don't need to punch him. You don't need to take him down. You don't need to beat up his teammate. You just you make him think twice about going behind the net and doing a play like that. And it's it that's that's hockey. That's the hockey part of it. Stop him from doing it. Play defense. You know, knock him off the puck. That's What's what you right? do. Be in position to hit him when he comes around the front of the net. 
What's the what's and, the and that's the thing. He's really good at detecting when he's not going to get pressured, and not going to get hit. How many and times that's you, part of the skill of the game? How many times do you see a player try and go wide on a fenceman and do the little uh, uh, toe drag between the legs uh, from behind and then try and curl around? That I mean, that used to be a kind of a rare play uh, a number of years ago, but you see more players do it more and more now. That's that's fancy shit. That's that's a that's a slick move. Um, where's all the outrage for that? That's that's not your your traditional uh, you know backhand forehand uh, deke. Where's the where's the outrage for that kind of play? So anything different and extra creative is gonna gonna you know cause a cause a, a ruckus, which is weird to me. You know, knock it off. Why? Shut up. Uh, right. In. And there's a total difference between, well, maybe not the Arizona, maybe not the Arizona Coyotes, but most of the National Hockey League and a men's league team, that you should you shouldn't be surprised that somebody in the NHL who has the you know the utmost skill is going to try a skill move, and you right. shouldn't try to beat that out of him because you got embarrassed. Because you're right. on a shit team that's going to play in front of maybe five thousand people next year. Yeah, just yeah. the oh fact that God. it's there. The Ty- fact that side- it's Arizona that's in this is like. Side uh, note: Did you see the uh, was it the Sun Dogs the the college team they're going to be sharing the rink with? Did you see their schedule? No, no. They're pretty much playing every weekend at home. Oh, which means. <laughs> Which means the Coyotes are going to get very few home weekend games. That's so weird. And it's just like, how is co- how is college hockey getting precedent over the NHL? But that's the Arizona organization for you. So Tyson Nash uh, doubled down on his comments on the he was on the Cam and Strick podcast uh, the other day, um, and I think it kind of blew up more so after this uh, podcast because he's doubling and tripling down on his comments. Uh, He says, I absolutely love Zegras, Nash said. I love that he chirps. I love his swagger. I love his cockiness. But all I'm saying is when you're going to do all that, be prepared to get punched in the mouth. And I I think it's a ridiculous take that Nash keeps defending. He's saying on one hand that he loves the skill that Zegras showcases in NHL, but that if he continues doing it, he should be ready to drop the gloves. So, because Zegers is the better, is better than Beagle, he should have to answer for it. No, I, I don't. I don't think so. That's, Again, that's, that's absurd. That's it's absurd. That's the part where I say, okay, you want to, you, you know, where I say, okay, yes, physically, stop him, physically stop him, hundred percent. I'm with you, Tyson Nash, but the punch in the mouth part, no, no. If if you want to stop him, deter him from doing these skilled plays like the Michigan, light him up, hit him into the boards, make it a legal check, you know, fucking go in and make him regret even going into the offensive zone. That's what you do. You don't need to drop the gloves and, and pummel him and his teammates like that. Those two things do not go together. I don't understand even back in the day to me, even in Tyson Nash's playing days, like you don't need to beat a guy up for making a good skill play. You just, you knock him on his ass. That's all you do. I have a question. If you're up five, nothing in the third period, halfway through the third, um, 
and the pass comes from the corner to the point, Jeff, your defenseman, and you're going to take a shot on goal. How hard are you allowed to shoot it? <laughs> I mean, you know I'm what I mean? every time. <laughs> but but you, do you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? It's like if, if, if you're not allowed to showboat around the goal, um, and if you're not allowed to do a fancy move to try and score a goal, you know, tr- trying to trying to beat the other team uh, by all means possible, um, why not shoot it 50% from the point if you're not trying to really score a goal? Or you're not trying and to see, and that's that's where your running up the score arguments come in, right? Like, right, I, right. I hate the the oh, they're running up the score. Like, there was uh, uh, there was a baseball situation, I think, yesterday with the, yes. with the Rockies where, yeah. um, they were saying, I got they, they bunted, yes. yeah, he bunted to get on base. They're up by what nine runs or something, nine and like, the seventh inning, I think. Again, yeah. you you want me to stop trying to win, right? Then play defense and stop me. That's what you do. Do you know how? Like, did you see? I don't the, care what the fucking score is. Do you see the opposing coach? He got up on the top step and he's pointing over there and complaining about the bunt. And then his and his own coach goes down there and start and and gives him a talking to. And I think what somebody said, which I guess, I guess he's he's if they're correct, is that that his coach is going down there to say, hey, don't do that. You're going to get our guys beaned. And I, and I understand not wanting your play to do that because of the repercussions of what that's going to do. Right. Not, not because bunting is wrong, but because of what the other team is going to do if you do bunt. And now the other team might be wrong in doing that too, but that's what's going to happen. You know, right. if you're if you're bunting and trying to steal on bases up by nine runs in the seventh inning, uh, you're going to get plunked. And I'm not saying that's right. It's not. But that's well, what's going to happen. And that's probably that, why he got yelled at. The thing and, that people forget, too, is these guys, a lot of what their payment is, is based on their stats. So, like, if a guy late, like, let's just say late in the season, He's, you know, he needs to steal one more base or get on base for this on base percentage or whatever it is. And it's, well, shit, back in that game when we were up 10 to 1, I could have stolen a base in that game. And now I have to steal three in the last game of the season to get my bonus. You know, like, I I just think it's ridiculous. You know, you want to stop these guys from playing the game, fucking stop them. I agree. Play, Play the game. Don't bitch about it. I agree. I, right. I, I agree. And, and also, it's early in the season. I don't. I. I didn't pay attention to them. I, like I said, I've become a less than casual baseball fan at this point. But it, it's there's a good chance that the guy that's putting down the bunt is early in his career, and he's trying to show that he, he was. He's, he's got the skills. He's right. Rookie. He's yeah. got the skills. He he wants to stick with the team. He's got the skills. He can pull that play off. And when when's the best time to try it? It's when the other team's getting kicked in the nuts, right? That that just you know it, when you're a professional, it's entirely different. Like if that's if that's the you know the the work league softball, and you know somebody you know a, a guy that usually hammers the ball out comes up and just chops the ball down to the ground to see if he can get on base. Hey, I'm gonna be pissed off about that your professionals it's early in the season everybody's got money to make i think that's a great point you make jeff and and yep you want you want to stick with the team show that you've got all the tools to do it go for it yeah and it's the same with every sport i i just 
I don't get, you know, I've never understood it. You know, we see it in college football, too. A lot of people saying, you know, coaches will bitch about, oh, they're running up the score on us. Well, play better fucking football so they don't. Like, that's the well, deterrent. That's the defense. In college football, too, I mean, the, your your differential could come into play. And if you make a bowl game or not, too. I mean, yeah. So that, that's all that it, the, Neanderthal takes is what they are. They're just yeah, outdated right. uh, thinking, uh, just the, the, the old school code. Um, I'm, I'm, well, familiar, I'm familiar with the code. I know the code. But, I mean, some of this code needs to be rewritten because it's just well, bad. And I remember back when my dad, you know, when I was a kid and my dad was, you know, hanging out with his friends and, you know, they're all sitting around playing poker, having beer and, you know, and, and they're talking about like, oh, did you see, uh, you know, the Rockies run up the score the other night? Like, and the conversation then was the same thing. Well, if, if the other team wanted to stop them, why didn't they just play better? You know, and it's like, why was this ever a thing that was just like, oh, well, we're up eight, nothing. Let's just stop playing. You no, know, no, you never do that. It's professional sports. You're paid to be good at your job. So why wouldn't you? I guess, you know, I mean, if you're, if you're playing a team that is outclassed um, and just doesn't have it that night, um, I, I get the players probably not going 100% that are like killing the other team because they don't want to show them up. I think, but, and that's, that's on the team that's up though. You know, I, I don't think they're required to do anything, but I can, I can, I understand why teams might ease up a little bit and play it safe and play it easy and not try and just destroy the team and embarrass them. I understand that's, that's, I understand that thinking, but no one should be required to play that way. Right. Yeah. I've never understood that. And I'll admit, even in, in, uh, I remember back, uh, early twenties, we had a game, we were playing against kids. The, you know, we were, well, we were like 23, 24. They were like 18, just entering the men's league, out of, fresh out of high school. And they showed us up pretty good. They were up like six, seven, nothing. And we weren't mad that they were scoring a bunch of goals. We were like, well, shit, they're making us look stupid. What we were mad about was that every time they scored, they celebrated like they won the Stanley Cup. Yeah. And it was like, Okay, you don't need to celebrate every damn goal. You know, you don't need to high five the rest of your teammates. You don't need to skate down to your goalie and hug him. Like, and 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 in this game, the 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 Ducks weren't doing that. You know, and and in the Rockies game, the or whatever the baseball team was, they weren't doing that. They weren't having big celebrations every run they scored. If they're not doing that, if they're just kind of going about their business, oh hey, you know, you know, kind of quick high five or a nux or whatever okay but you know if if they're i i get getting mad if they're over celebrating but professional sports i really don't think you see that i think we have come to the end of this show you guys have anything else you want to add there's a few comments a bunch of comments on youtube chat. i do i have one thing i want to add uh, yes. For anyone who hasn't seen it, uh, Bill, I know you saw this and we laughed about it. Oh, that's uh, right. Vander Kane's ex-wife yes. right. is in the news. Uh, she <laughs> been, So for those who didn't see it, Ryan Hartman and, and Vander Kane got into it. And, uh, you know, Kane, we all know, is a giant piece of shit. And uh, Ryan Hartman, as he's uh, getting pulled away by the officials, clear as day, flips off Kane. Not allowed by the NHL standards. He gets your maximum allowable fine or whatever it was. 
And uh, today it was shown, I guess, on her, I think it was her Instagram story. Evander Kane's ex-wife Venmoed Ryan Hartman $200 to help pay his fine for flipping off Kane. I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> you love you love to see it. <laughs> you paid Ryan Hartman $200. <laughs> yeah, and screenshot her, her on, story. Yeah, yeah, her story it was, was, it was uh, stay blessed. <laughs> yes. <sighs> Beautiful stuff. I mean, and, and that's something that, like, I even saw Oilers fans applauding. Like, oh, good for her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that uh, that was a nice little viral moment. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that that was awesome. Um, and I, one thing I think, you know, I think we'd be remiss. You know, we kind of went through the the Minnesota game pretty quickly. But um, great to meet Dr. Nighthawk and mm-hmm. friends uh, in person. Um, Want to make sure we get that shout out. Um, yeah. But uh, Austin yeah, Lynch, um, Austin Lynch, Austin Lynch, yep. great to great to always hang out with him um, and Carmela Soprano. Uh, that was great too. <laughs> <laughs> and all the and the number of people that came up to the bar, the bar around the bar and they were uh, so excited to get free stickers <laughs> from us. Yes, that was kind of funny. Uh, the bartenders, they yeah, they the bartenders, the, they love the uh, stickers too. They were great. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, putting putting that uh, the mix of the stouts together that was that was brilliant. Loved it. Oh my god, that that was fantastic. I'm that saying, might well, be that might be my starter next time I go. Yeah, because that was yeah. good. And when we go out and watch a game at a four hands or wherever, uh, we'll we we should always uh, hopefully have stickers on us. So we'll uh, we'll be handing some out if you guys uh, are in the vicinity. Stop by and say hi. And uh, you know, as long as we don't have a thousand people show up, I'm I'm always willing to buy listeners a beer. I know I did that with well, I didn't buy Austin a beer, but the other three right, people that, that would we be talked illegal. to early in the night, it would be. <laughs> uh, I did try to buy him a Pepsi, but the bartender would not charge me. So, um, but yeah, it was uh, no, it was a great time. Um, you know, getting to meet up with everyone, and and you know, we I did talk to a gentleman at the bar who said he'd heard of our show but never listened and i was like well tune in this week we'll be broadcasting on wednesday so if you did decide to tune in sir sorry i forget your name um i hope you enjoyed it uh ken morris youtube chat says how about women's ihf ihf hockey people complained canada and usa ran up the score against other nations i'm like well i, I mean, I mean it is what it is yeah i mean that's it, i mean team usa basketball were they criticized for run up the score and what the dream team? Uh, they destroyed teams. They tripled their score and stuff. It was just, I, I mean. Just, and the way that you look at and women's sports it, or women's hockey, I mean, is, yes, U.S. and Canada are the elite teams. But how are these other teams going to get better? They've got to play against the best. You know, I would even bet you that the teams like Sweden and Finland who are trying to up their programs are saying we want them to give us their a game, their a game. Sorry, their a game, because that's the only way we're going to get better. Is we know how to, we'll learn how to play them through doing that. So I, I'm all for it. I think you know, those teams they need to play their a game against those if they want to have better competition in the future. Uh, I guess that'll about do it. 
Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com and get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockinthatidlife uh, <laughs> at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's tasty hockey themed beer. Check out your local beer vendors for availability. That's Center Ice Brewery Beer. Please drink responsibly. That'll wrap up episode 31 of season 10 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you, which was a lot. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, let's go blues. Let's go blues. Do I look nervous? Oh, nice. Huh? You do not. No. Kinda. I do Kinda. not. Uh, not really. Let's go blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanosport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again, they're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.